0: I am Brother Cornell West. This
1: is Chris Hedges. I'm Rosa
0: Clemente. Hey, what's
2: up? This is Chuck D, Public Enemy Prophets Rage. And this is Newsbeat. Hey, everyone. This is Manny Faces, producer and host of Newsbeat, where we weaponize journalism and hip-hop to shine a light on social injustices and just maybe help spark some change. So we should all know the history of Juneteenth by now. On June 19, 1865, Major General Gordon Granger of the Union Army arrived in Galveston, Texas and announced that the American Civil War was over and that all enslaved peoples were quote-unquote free. Now, keep in mind that Confederate Commander General Robert E. Lee surrendered that April and President Abraham Lincoln, assassinated just days later, had issued the Emancipation Proclamation abolishing slavery in rebel states two and a half years earlier. Despite the federal order, the drive to keep black Americans in chains started nearly as soon as Granger's words crossed his lips and continues through today, whether physically or invisibly, via black codes and Jim Crow laws, systemic racism and structural socioeconomic inequalities, or horrific, horrific acts of terror. Tragically, true freedom is still elusive, and the shackles of slavery are still all too real for so many. In commemoration of this year's Juneteenth, as countless people flood the streets all across this country calling for justice, equality, and an end to police brutality, among other demands, testament that the struggle is still far, far from over, we're re-releasing an episode that documents proof of this modern-day, state-sponsored slavery, highlighting a sinister and covert FBI initiative codenamed COINTELPRO, short for Counterintelligence Program. Through surveillance, paid informants, espionage, and brutal violence, One of its stated purposes was to, quote, expose, disrupt, misdirect, discredit, or otherwise neutralize the activities of black nationalist hate-type organizations and groupings, their leadership, spokesmen, membership, and supporters. Another, to, quote, prevent the rise of a messiah who could unify and electrify the militant black nationalist movement. In other words, crush black dissent and anyone who challenged the historic status quo of this nation's legacy of white supremacy. Now, illuminating all this for us, explaining how COINTELPRO's ghastly tactics and spirit are still alive and well today, actively being used to obliterate modern day dissent, especially against the protest movements of marginalized communities, is Stephen Renderos, executive director of nonprofit National Racial Justice Hub Media Justice, Michael German, a fellow with the nonprofit Brennan Centers for Justice's Liberty and National Security Program, and former FBI special agent. And Glenn Ford, acclaimed journalist, political activist, and executive editor of Progressive Online Video News Network, Black Agenda Report. A very special musical guest on this important episode, New York-based hip-hop fusion artist, DJ, educator, activist, and one of our artists in residence, Liquid. As always, consider subscribing, and rating, and reviewing us on whatever platform you're listening on. And for more about us and more about these issues, check out usnewsbeat.com. Once again, this is Manny Faces, and on behalf of the Mori Creative Studios and Newsbeat teams, we wish you the best during these troubling, transformative times. And in commemoration of Juneteenth and the relentless pursuit of equality, here is Black Ops, Cohen Pro, and the U.S. government's ongoing demonization of Black activism
3: there has never been a full public accounting of fbi domestic intelligence operations therefore this committee has undertaken such an investigation its purpose is not to impair the fbi's legitimate law enforcement and counter espionage functions but rather to evaluate domestic intelligence according to the standards of the constitution and the statutes of our land in fact even the united states proved not to be immune
0: to the abuse of surveillance in the 1960s government spied on civil rights leaders and critics of the Vietnam War. I've often reminded myself, I would not be where I am today were it not for the courage of dissidents like Dr. King, who were
4: spied upon by their own government. Edward Snowden is the 29-year-old intelligence contractor who leaked top-secret national security agency information, revealing the incredible extent to which the U.S. government is monitoring and keeping records of not just our phone calls, but also apparently our emails, internet searches, downloads, photos, Facebook pages, and on and on. The
1: Black Lives Matter protests which erupted in the aftermath of the police killings of Michael Brown and Freddie Gray, have been closely monitored by the Department of Homeland Security. In a new report, the federal government spied on Muslim Americans for six years, according to the latest documents leaked by former NSA contractor Edward Snowden. An attorney, two professors, the executive director of the Muslim organization CARE, even a political candidate running for office, all of whom deny any ties to terrorism.
5: The Stop LAPD spying coalition based out of Los Angeles has this saying that goes Surveillance is not a moment in time. It's a continuation in in history. A lot of what we see in the realm of surveillance is that while in today's context we understand surveillance to affect everyone, and largely because of the technology and the tools that we use, it has always impacted very specific communities more than others. We can go back as far back as the time of slavery and reconstruction where policies were put into place, like the New York Lantern Laws, that prevented someone who was an African-American to walk down the street at night without having a lantern on them. This was done for a couple different reasons. One is to make their Black bodies visible to the eyes of, of white people in their city. The second reason for it was very deliberate to prevent Black folks from actually engaging in conversation with each other at night the idea being that if there was to be subversiveness or plans of uprisings that they would likely happen at night and so the lantern launch were seen as a deterrent to prevent black communities from actually coming together and organizing we've seen other examples throughout history where surveillance has been specifically targeted towards those who are the states The government would consider political dissidents so we saw this particularly around the civil rights movement with the emergence of the counterintelligence program cointelpro which had a very specific mission it was to expose disrupt misdirect discredit and neutralize any groups of people organizations that would threaten the national security of the united states and would threaten the social and political order of the state. The counterintelligence program had a lot of notable figures that it targeted, including uh, Martin Luther King Jr. The time
3: has come for America to hear the truth.
5: Malcolm X. Our
3: next move is to take the entire civil rights struggle,
0: problem, into the United Nations you my opposer when I want freedom. you my opposer when I want justice. you my opposer when I want equality. You won't even stand up for me in America, for my religious beliefs, and you want me to go somewhere and fight, but you won't even stand up for me here at home.
5: Mumia Abu-Jamal, who to this day sits in prison, Marshall Conway, Fred Hampton, one of the leaders in the Black Panther Party, also included um, folks involved in the American Indian Movement, like Bill Means and others. Uh, the Bureau went so far as to mail anonymous
3: letters to Dr. King and his wife, which were mailed shortly before he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize, uh, and finishes with this suggestion. King, there is only one thing left for you to do. You know what it is. You have just 34 days in which to do it. This exact number has been selected for a specific reason. It has definite practical significance. It was 34 days before the award. You are done. If I can interrupt, That was taken by Dr. King to mean a suggestion for suicide, was it not? That's
5: our understanding, Senator. Today, we see the designation of Black identity extremists by the FBI and how that's being used to justify deeper layers of surveillance of Black activists, people who are out there protesting against violence from police in Black communities, people who are protesting the disinvestment of government and infrastructure in Black communities. These folks are now the source of surveillance that's coming from law enforcement agencies at the federal level, but also by law enforcement agencies at the hyper-local level. There's uh, an interesting case with the ACLU of Tennessee right now that is going after the Memphis Police Department over something they call a City Hall Escort List, which is essentially a list of people that if they happen to be on City Hall grounds, police are instructed to engage with them immediately.
2: There are more than 300 pages
3: to this document. It includes accusations of Memphis officials putting Memphians on blacklists and conducting social media surveillance on groups some city leaders believed to be a potential to
5: safety threats. That list in Memphis City Hall mostly covered activists involved with the Black Lives Matter network. And as part of that lawsuit, it also involved social media surveillance, the creation of fake accounts by the local police department trying to infiltrate facebook groups and profiles that are closed to the public it involves actual undercover and plainclothes police officers participating and attending events that are organized by the black community so all of these things that are mundane that don't actually in the real sense create any real threat to national security or to the security of that community somehow become events where you can justifiably deploy police officers to engage in surveillance. These are a lot of the same tactics that we're seeing from the time of Cointel Pro to today.
1: It takes two to tango. As soon as they go, we go free, Mumia. Power to the people, hurting all the sheep. We convert to no controversial concerns And our community. Unity is seeming less tangible within the lunacy. It behooves who the harpoon accused and used civilian tools for illegal abuse. The power structure can puncture holes the truth at any juncture, but they'll never take us under. So we rumble like a thunder. I've been marching on the road. Huh? They can't tell me where to go. DPD, DPD, about to blow. If you listen in, tell me, let me know. Let me know. Peaceful protests make the fear the dark majority. Awkwardly, the authorities convince us we minorities. But culturally and structurally, we outnumber their good That's why they aim to separate a company.
4: The Black Identity Extremist Report the FBI produced was written. August 3rd, 2017, it, it leaked to the public sometime later.
2: Black identity extremists, that's the label an internal report by the FBI's counterterrorism division is giving to black activists around the country. The report says they pose a growing threat of premeditated violence against law enforcement in response to police brutality. Former government officials and legal experts say no such movement exists. And this is an attempt by the FBI and the Donald Trump administration to find an equivalent threat to white supremacists and silence black activists. Now the controversial report comes in the wake
3: of widespread protests by Black Lives Matter activists in St. Louis in the state of Missouri. They came out last month after the acquittal of a white officer implicated in the killing of a black motorist back in 2011. Now police arrested over 300 protesters over the course of 18 days in September and October but officers were accused of using violent tactics against the demonstrators.
4: It it was problematic from a number of standpoints. First, its concept of what it called a black identity extremist movement was extremely convoluted and overbroad in a way that basically would incorporate any person who identified as black who was concerned about police violence and police racism. So that covers pretty much uh, everyone. Part of the problem with a lot of these reports is, is that they're so poorly written that they're not really providing any advice to law enforcement about what to do. And this report in particular suggested that this movement that the FBI imagined, this black identity movement, was a threat to police officers.
1: Well, the Black Lives Matter is now being sued by a black Dallas police officer. Sergeant uh, Demetric Penny claims Black Lives Matter and their supporters have incited a, quote, uh, race war and violence against police. Al Sharpton, George Soros, President Obama and Hillary Clinton all named in that lawsuit. And five Dallas officers were killed during an ambush at the end of a Black Lives Matter protest back in July.
4: If you look at the data that's collected by the Law Enforcement Memorial Association, for example, they show there are between 50-60 fatal attacks on police officers a year, which is too many. One is too many. I don't think anybody questions that. But if you look at the data, again, it's a trend that is generally coming down. In fact, 2013, I think, was a record low. The idea that there is this war on police has grown around the time that the Black Lives Matter movement has grown. It seems to be presented in a way that it considers this Black Lives Matter movement opposed to police. And this report would tend to exacerbate that problem rather than relieve it, rather than say, certainly there are instances where police officers have been killed by people who intentionally went out and assassinated police officers those people are sometimes black sometimes they're white white extremists have also killed police officers during this period this
2: morning police are investigating the home of a man with anti-government views who allegedly launched a full frontal heavily armed assault on a courthouse in georgia witnesses recording it on their cell
0: phones couldn't believe it listen for yourself
1: 42-year-old David Bruch and 67-year-old Devin Newman are members of the anti-government Sovereign Citizen Movement. For five months, Las Vegas police have been watching As them.
3: the investigation progressed, we became aware that these two individuals were extremists in their beliefs and were actively plotting to kidnap and kill at least one Southern Nevada police officer.
4: This tactic of using what the FBI today calls its disruption strategy, where even where there are not charges that can be laid, the FBI asserts an authority to engage in conduct to disrupt the activities of people they feel are dangerous. And of course, when you look through history, the the type of people people feel are more dangerous tend to be people who don't look like them or aren't from the same neighborhood as they are or, or, or otherwise are different from them. And the FBI increasingly is a white male organization. So what they see as dangerous tends to be communities of color and dissidents who are challenging government policy and more pertinent to the black identity extremism assessment who are actually protesting against police activity, against law enforcement activity that they feel is discriminating or, or unnecessarily aggressive in the use of force. So this is basically what happened after 9-11 is the FBI's guidelines were changed by the attorney general allowing them to target people who they had no reasonable basis to suspect were engaged in violations of law. Uh, the idea was that if the government thinks you're a terrorist, then they, they should have more authority to target you for these disruption activities. And unfortunately, we've seen this in, in all different contexts, but particularly in 2008, the FBI actually formally introduced a racial and ethnic mapping program where they mapped American communities by race and ethnicity. And the FBI isn't made up of cartographers, right? They're not drawing pretty pictures of your neighborhood. They're drawing lines on a map because they're treating people on one side of that line differently from the other side of that line.
5: When you have a federal agency that has a designation called Black Identity Extremist, and that designation is being used to inform policing practices of local law enforcement, it very much matters what this federal agency is doing. So we cannot lose sight of the fact that not only is there a historical legacy with this agency in which they have abused their power, but to this day, continue to engage in practices that are particularly harmful to the civil rights of black communities and communities of color. So there's a real need for leadership at the federal level from members of Congress in really holding the FBI accountable. It's what happened with the church committee, and it needs to be replicated today. We cannot get lost in the news cycle and in the infatuation that folks have with supporting the FBI's investigation of Russia. The communities that are being harmed by surveillance, black communities, Muslim Arab and South Asian, immigrant communities cannot be sacrificed in service of trying to make the hits in the news cycle.
1: You hoodoo, my guru, tribe my Matulu, tribe Zulu, Nesperatu, gotta do scoops in he Summer you for high noon, you getting high and mighty with your haikus, highs and bytes becoming highlighted with who's who, now they zoomed in on your new tunes, we got your finances, books you read, in publication, education, social media is subjugated, they got Alexa and Siri calling with information, once you out of line, they on the line, you online and that's double time The Patriot Act nullified Any rights you thought you had is vilified Once you want on the list, church out, it's dinner time You just another docket, got you boxed in A pine box or three hots in the cot Either way you locked in They kill both men John. Same way they kill Fred Hampton Only difference how they planned it, word up
0: COINTELPRO never, never went away Ever Certainly after 9-11 Uh, Everybody should be aware that the national security state went into high gear. This is a country... That spies and is not ashamed on its own allies, on the heads of state of Germany, on the head of Brazil, on its friends in high places. Well, what do you think they are doing in terms of spying on the folks that they think are organizing dissent among the most despised people in the United States, black America? COINTELPRO never went out of business. When this BIE nomenclature came up, it simply reminded us that the COINTELPRO-like programs never die, but they do change nomenclature. They change their bureaucratic identities, but it's always the same. This country has had, in effect, a counterinsurgency program to which many billions of dollars is committed certainly ever since the late 60s. The mass incarceration regime that was put into effect was the the United States' answer to the Black liberation movement of the 60s. If you don't stay in your place, we've got a place for you, and that is prison. And that's why almost one out of every eight prisoners in the world is an African-American.
5: After the exposure of Pro. A congressional committee was established, known as the Church Committee, which dug into the full extent of the surveillance practices of the FBI. And what it found was a fairly detailed history of political repression on the part of not just the FBI, but other federal agencies that date back as far as the early 1900s. There has never been a full public accounting of FBI
3: domestic intelligence operations. Therefore, this committee has undertaken such an investigation. Its purpose is not to impair the FBI's legitimate law enforcement and counter-espionage functions, but rather to evaluate domestic intelligence according to the standards of the Constitution and the statutes of our land. If fault is to be found, it does not rest in the Bureau alone. It is to be found also in the long line of Attorneys General, Presidents and Congresses who have given power and responsibility to the FBI, but have failed to give it adequate
5: guidance, direction and control. From our perspective, there's this interesting, I think narrative that emerges around the surveillance of civil rights activists, including Martin Luther King, that this is the thing that's in the past. Look at this shameful history and we should feel shame about that, but it's, it's not who we are today when the evidence completely points in the opposite direction. So to the example of James Comey having MLK's letter on his desk to remind him that the agency should never be used to promulgate its powers in that way against specific communities. Well, I would point to the fact that you don't need someone to be named Martin Luther King. You don't need someone to be the greatest orator of their generation in order to feel some level of shame about the activities that you're engaging in. And um, there are several examples in the Muslim Arab and South Asian community, Black activists today within the last year who have been subjected to intense levels of surveillance by the FBI, by local police departments under this broad guise of national security, which just becomes a catch-all justification to further surveil and criminalize very specific communities. To that extent, I think what I would say is this shameful history that we're so concerned with when it came to CoIntel Pro, is a shameful history that we're currently living and are very much scheduled to repeat on an ongoing basis, unless we really uphold the story of what's true, what's been true historically, but what's also true today.
0: It's not just overt political espionage surveillance that goes on against the black community trying to find, fix, and destroy black political dissonance. No, it is general because of the mass black incarceration state. The black community is generally surveilled, generally targeted to be contained and suppressed you don't have to be political for you to be targeted you all you have to do is be black black communities are divided up into hyper surveillance zones with misleading nomenclature like high crime areas or high violence or gun crime areas or most commonly drug zones but these are hyper surveillance zones and at some level uh becomes almost meaningless to separate the overtly political surveillance of black identity extremists from the routine surveillance of black America, which is where you will find all those cameras by the thousands going up on street corners.
1: If there's a heaven for a soldier, tell them, beat me up. They can't beat the revolution, so they beating us. We in the open air prison where our phones transmitting encoded doses of freedom, so they scheming up. So we fighting, we marching, we lobby, we rolling. They watching, they lie, they patrol, there they go. Snitch jacketing, black bag jobs, entrapment. One time for Geronimo Bratton COINTELPRO is still alive and active Monitoring our hoods with street lamps and badges Search up your favorite corner, tune into the action Those Google Glow flicks are a fraction If they come for you by morning, they'll pursue us by night Guard your ring, every pugilist ain't here for the fight Believe, happen what you see, and none of what you hear Guard your words that you speak till they reach the right ears
2: Absolutely enraging. Once again, I'm Manny Faces, Newsbeat's producer and host. Thank you for listening. As always, Newsbeat is brought to you by Maury Creative Studios, a growth driven New York based HubSpot partner agency helping companies leverage the HubSpot platform to achieve sustainable digital growth. Check them out at maurycreative.com and grow for good. Now, if you're like us and you hear about the kind of atrocities and civil and human rights abuses that we've just shed light on, which are, again, continuing throughout today against those who are speaking up, uh, for example, against the destruction of the environment, income inequality, uh, the ever-growing U.S. military-industrial complex, illegal domestic surveillance, the killing of unarmed black folk, you want to know how you can help do something about it. Well, the key to that is education. Uh, Learn more about these issues and other related topics. Uh, Educate yourself about the past and the present. Write your elected representatives, protest, speak out, volunteer. Hell, one place to begin is to share the Newsbeat podcast and learn more about the guests that we featured in this episode. The Center for Media Justice envisions democratic media ownership, fundamental communication rights, universal media and technology access, and meaningful, accurate representation within news and popular culture for everyone. Find out more about Organizing Director Steven Renderos and how you can be an active part of turning that vision into reality by checking out CenterForMediaJustice.org. The Brennan Center for Justice at NYU School of Law, where our guest Michael German is a fellow with its Liberty and National Security program, is a nonpartisan law and policy institute working to reform, revitalize, and when necessary, defend our country's systems of democracy and justice. Among other issues and objectives, it focuses on voting rights, campaign finance reform, ending mass incarceration, and preserving our civil liberties while maintaining our national security. Learn more about Michael and the Center's many initiatives at BrennanCenter.org. Executive Editor of Black Agenda Report, a member-supported progressive online video news network, Glenn Ford has a renowned and storied career of speaking truth to power. Veteran journalist among his many titles and accolades, in 1977 he co-launched, produced, and hosted America's Black Forum, the first nationally syndicated black news interview program on commercial television. In 1987 he launched Wrap It Up, the first nationally syndicated hip-hop music show, broadcast on 65 radio stations. Black Agenda Report's tagline is News, Commentary, and Analysis from the Black Left. Check it out and learn more at BlackAgendaReport.com. To hear more extraordinary verses from our musical guests for this episode, Newsbeat's 2018 artist-in-residence, Liquid. And to check out some of her other projects, visit IamLiquid.com. That's Liquid spelled L-I-K-W-U-I-D. Once again, I'm Manny Faces. I thank you on behalf of the Newsbeat team for tuning in to our podcast. There's a full-blown traditional cover story accompanying this episode, along with extended guest and musical artist bios, and much more on USNewsbeat.com. Our unique blend of social justice, journalism, and original hip-hop is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. So if you like what you've heard and you want to hear more, please consider contributing to the cause at usnewsbeat.com slash support. Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you get your favorite programs. As always, one love, power to the people. We're out.